You a hater, hater bear. Like, rate, review, share, worship. My thing is like, what's this, what's this thing going on with him and him and stars, bro? Because every other week, I feel like he cussing them the fuck out. Because he be wanting them um the shows to get like green lighted quicker than what they doing basically. So like he'll bring he'll bring it to the internet. Like basically, the last thing was because they didn't um renew. Force renew um Tommy's show for a second season, and they didn't. They usually like for the most part, like raising Kane and before it even came on, I think it got renewed for a second season. I think, like, after the first episode of or like before Ghost or Book Two, that got renewed for a third season, and it just didn't green light it fast enough. So it was like, yeah, he. But but he's literally the only reason niggas got star subscription. Exactly. Like y'all y'all not y'all not HBO Max, y'all not Showtime, and then on top of that, y'all not even in the documentary game like HBO Max and Showtime are. Right. Like, what what are y'all good at? Right. Like hell, y'all y'all not even uh, AMC. When The Walking Dead was The Walking Dead, and all of a sudden we all knew what, what AMC was. Right. I will say though, besides um, they still got they still got P Valley, which is which got announced for June. Thank goodness. But yeah. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, P Valley is good. Yeah. But are we really going to watch Stars just for P Valley though? Not just for P Valley. Like if pop like. If they didn't have power and they just had P Valley, I probably would have been finding other ways to watch P Valley. Right. <laughs> Yo, y'all can hear me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 I'm in here. Cool. Like, I don't know. Hey, Coop, do you read uh, One Piece? Uh, I don't. Not not for some time. I haven't. <sighs> All right. Never mind. Need to fucking call DJ X. <laughs> Let me go ahead and introduce the show. Um, episode one eighty five, No Static Podcast. I am Dennis, your host. Coop is here. Yo, and LQ is here. Yes, sir. And this where we at. We just been chopping it up about um about shows and whatnot, which. I think it'd be a good. I think we might as well just go ahead and start with. Um, are, are there any thoughts about this Amazon MGM deal closing? Because we had talked about it before, but I think this is when they like officially like close. I mean, what? I mean, this is one of those things. What does this deal mean? This deal means Amazon now owns the entire back catalog for MGM. So we're talking about Legally Blonde, all the James Bond movies, like everything MGM has ever done great Amazon now owns so basically which is good for for Amazon because they are trying to they are trying to get Netflix the fuck out of here and it's one of those things that I think we had this conversation before uh on the show where I was trying to figure out can you get Netflix out of here because (laughs) even with Netflix 
raising the price like they did uh, recently, even with uh, Netflix trying to, you know, do away with the whole sharing the password, da 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 da. I'm, I actively see myself asking the question, can you legitimately get Netflix out of here? Because for the most part, Netflix does, uh, did two things very well pre-COVID. That was comedies and documentaries. I'm sorry, three things. Comedies, documentaries, original content. Those were the three things Netflix did very well. And when Netflix caught one, they caught one. But here's my thing. You're a subscription-based service that has somehow ingrained yourself into the culture. But nobody knows how does one make up make money with Netflix? Like we know how you spend money to make this content, but how do you get that money back? Right. You know what I'm saying? So now if you're like, hey, we're gonna lock people out of sharing their password, or if you want to share your password, we're gonna charge you an extra two or three bucks a month. Does that do it for you? You know, because for most people, Netflix is one of those things where you're like, I pay for it, but why do I pay for it? Right. One thing about Netflix, they, and this is from my experience, they usually keep one in the top. Like, I just, like, me and my girl just not too long ago watched um, Love is Blind. Like, they have, like, the, the content. And it's even times where even before that, I thought, like, yeah, you know, all of this heat coming about, you know, HBO Max getting this. We literally watching like the streaming wars take place with who gonna get what show. And meanwhile, Netflix just over here here raising the price. And it's just like somehow it's still what's the word I'm looking for? Somehow it's still still standing. I say that still still standing, still going strong, still sustainable. Well, let me ask y'all something. How does one make money off of their streams, like with music? With music, is is different with every with every platform. I know that much. Right. So, a few. Well, let, let me back up here. One, Amazon's deal with MGM, and the reason why I asked that question, what does this really mean, is this makes that their service honestly no different than Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus used to be CBS's streaming service, right? Then CBS essentially acquired all the rights to former Paramount Studios content. Which, but they did this smartly, not because of their movies, but because so many Paramount Studios content had already come on CBS in the past. It was really like CBS buying back the things that have made them most successful, i.e. like a lot of their sitcoms, Star Trek, things like that. Netflix can't get moved at this point because outside of the things one said that they do very well, Netflix also does this better than any other streaming service, and that is Disney Plus included. They have more inclusive and racial representative content than anyone else. If you if you need any more clarification on that, the most recent Medea 
project is a Netflix, is a Netflix only thing, right? And we're not so far removed from a, a, a series that came out that is in that's a Korean series. It's Korean. We watched Squid Game like it was crazy. All right. So the two, we just you go you go back a little bit before that, just a couple months before that, we had um The Harder They Fall. There's a movie right now on there called Black Crab, which is, if I'm not mistaken, an all Norwegian film, and it's incredible. And I'm talking about even with the dub voices, it's still incredible. So Netflix not only has anchored themselves as the premier streaming service, but number number one, they are the longest running adless screen streaming service right now, I believe. Mm-hmm. On top of the, on top of that, versus other streaming services where you have to uh, pay additional fees to not get ads, Netflix you're only you're only actually buying between quality of picture and the amount of screens you can put it on. Essentially, right. The other thing about Netflix that nobody else is doing like Netflix, Netflix essentially has become a. A, a, a stand-up comedy sanctuary. During this time, during this recent time, where Thanks. honestly, stand-up comedy has not been what it used to be because of essentially a public backlash for anything that these that these professionals do. Netflix instead has essentially made a venue. Netflix, honestly, and this is going to sound crazy, but in a few years from now, niggas will look back and say I was exactly right. Netflix has essentially built and engineered the first all digital comedy club. So much, so much so that at first, remember in this this last most recent, like, let's get Netflix out of here movement where all the stream awards, when the stream awards happened, and I was the only one that was like, man, this shit ain't going to play Netflix. Think about that. Netflix lost a lot of their Marvel stuff a lot of other movies to the other services. And what happened? It was like nothing changed. We still flocked to Netflix and we still watched it because of two things. One, Netflix got in the game early. And because of that, they have made themselves essentially the Nike of streaming cinema. Number two, just like I, like I said, they have engineered ultimately the first digital comedy club. And because of that, Netflix and Netflix alone essentially has become this safe haven sanctuary for comics to go out and do the things that they do best, which is be comedians. And honestly, they're do, they've been doing it a better job of reporting the world than most other places. I'm willing to say that at least 30% of the people I know in the last year think subject that we subjects we've discussed or subject matter we've we've even had on here, a vast majority of that knowledge has come from something we watched on Netflix. Right. Like in essence, and that's insane to say, but essentially Netflix, Netflix jumped off the cliff before everyone else did. And because of that, they caught the wind when it was best. And now what was gliding before for streaming services, like what the other ones essentially do, Netflix has already like figured out for it. Yeah, that's Bye. definitely a, that. That just goes to show, like an example of 
why Netflix is still like you know through it all because they have their own thing just like everybody else got their own thing pretty much. Can I say some real shit? And I don't care how crazy you say I am for saying this. If Netflix figures out some way to integrate some sort of show that is essentially the equivalent of 106 and Park, they, in my opinion, will have top BET. <laughs> which is crazy because like that as a black network. And which is crazy because BET, they initially had, because you brought up the Medea special, BET, like Tyler Perry had exclusive content for BET. And then I think Martin, which was also another one that was exclusive to BET, ended up on HBO Max. So it's like, there's not really much exclusivity to be had on that. It's not, not only that, but all them, all them shows that come on BET, the Oval Sisters, all them, all them other shows that my girl fucking loves. We got, I don't have the BET streaming service. I have Hulu, I have Hulu though. And they come on Hulu and I, and they, and the full seasons and everything on there. In addition to, like you said, HBO Max having Martin, Martin is starting to be, if you got Hulu with live TV, you can watch Martin too on, on, on your joint. Like it's, it's been, it's to the point where as crazy as this sounds, a lot of the other things I watch, I'm picking which thing I want to watch it on. I know for a fact every day the thing I want to watch on Netflix. Right. Not only and and to make it even better, Netflix has set them aside themselves apart because now on top of Vibra, they're a streaming service that hasn't had to tie their service in with anything else to get you to buy it. Hulu is tied in with ESPN and Disney because you know it's pretty much owned by Disney. Hell, Paramount Plus is is tied in with Nickelodeon and some of the other and some of the other guys along with CBS. Um, even Apple TV Plus, which I do like a lot and does have a, original content, is tied in as almost more like a a streaming hub to all the other streaming services. And Netflix, however, think about it, bro. They like as much as like Netflix might be the tech nine of streaming cinema. They have stayed independent and they don't give a fuck about who the fuck you anybody else like gets together with or buys out or makes deal with because they know like what they print, what they put out is gonna work. Straight up. While we are on shows, um they announced that um well Mari announced that he's retiring and that, that show is gonna come to an end after 31 years. Oh, so he's retiring. They're not getting him the fuck out of here. Because right. I read the, the report that um there was a report that came out earlier that said that it was just like the show was um was canceled. But come to find out that he is um he is indeed retiring to you know spend time with the fam. Oh, okay. Because I'm sitting, I'm like, bro, that's another one. Like Maury is ingrained in the culture. So right. how do you how do you get how do you cancel somebody that's ingrained with the culture? Like I realized, I realized to uh, over the weekend, Steve Harvey on Family Feud is ingrained into the culture. Exactly. <laughs> like forget the white guy that originally did it and was giving everybody mama uh, mono. We don't even remember him anymore. <laughs> It's Steve Harvey family feud. <laughs> right. 
difference. Yeah, like it don't even feel the same watching anybody else like do. And I, and I grew up in the in the Louis Anderson era of Family Feud. So right. It's, it's it's all the way different now with with Steve Harvey, and it's like ain't no going back. Like that. I'm gonna say some real. I'm, 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 I'm gonna add something. I'm gonna add some real shit, but I'm asking it, and I'm you know I'm letting y'all know now for you know listeners out there. I'm asking this for the express purposes of being a devil's advocate here. Can we honestly say that the Maury Povich show coming to an end is kind of good for black people? Oh no, no no no! It's definitely good for black for black people. And dead to dead ass, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump on the boat with you, uh, uh, Coop. I think um this was kind of planned. Because don't think I didn't notice that there's some sort of bill floating around talking about unmarried fathers. Uh, it's going to be a law that they get DNA tests. And ironically, Maury is, uh, you know, what's it called? It? Retiring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, so don't think I didn't, I didn't peep that. <laughs> Cause I'm, and, I'm, and don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking the show because just like so many other people, I've enjoyed I definitely enjoy an episode or 30 of Maury. But I was thinking about this when I first read this. I was like, all right, y'all. Essentially, the show that shows the dysfunction, the, well, the dysfunctionality of, unfortunately, the Black family union on a grand scale is coming to an end. And I was just like, okay. The real nigga in me is like, damn, bro. I'm going to miss that shit. But the black man in me is also kind of like, huh, you know what? Maybe this isn't so bad. I mean, and then on top of that, you got like 90 other shows doing what he did. You you literally got a, sh- a show called Paternity Court. Mm-mm. See, that's the thing, bro. No other show does what he did. Other shows other shows have paternity tests. No show does what more. I'm going to tell you what Maury's what show did. Maury's show was Jerry Springer, but for just one subject. Right, like, like bro, I was, I was telling somebody this the other day, bro. We was I, actually it was Friday. I was at work talking with my coworker, bro, and we was just talking about like some uh, one of the many hundreds of thousands of fucking reality shows she watched, right? And she was talking about love and hip hop, and I was like, damn, love and hip hop, so cool. And she was like, hell yeah. She was like, she was like, you got to choose your flavor of love and hip hop because they in different cities. I was like, oh, that's crazy. So. We talk about it, and I was just like, okay, da 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 because I'm talking about the last night you're watching Love and Hip Hop. About that big Stevie and all that, yada, yada, yada. And so ultimately, I was like, you know what, bro? I said, I'm going to make a very honest statement. I said, I don't care who you are, bro. I said, if you watch these shows, you understand that there's a part of you that just likes, like, everything negative in the culture, and you need to just accept it. It's one of those, it's one of those evils we need to just be okay with, bro. It's something, of, bro. Listen, it's something about watching ratchets be ratchets, and ratchet shit, and ratchet dumb, Arc, yeah, ratchet dumb, that is so intoxicatingly can't turn away from it, bro. It's right. it's, it's it's real, bro. It's <laughs> I can't quite explain it, bro. You don't want to just see them go to paternity court, bro. You want you want to see her cuss this nigga out, say some dumb shit about why she would leave, like he the dad. Maury, 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 Maury. They got the same taste buds, Nori. They got the same fucking taste buds. I know that's his baby, right? And and as much as we as much as we are addicted to see him, like you know, these dudes find out that they're really the father when she says some cockamamie shit like that. We really watched the whole episodes 
for the dudes that's not the father. We right. love seeing we love seeing Tanya come back. Hey, and Maury say, this is her third time. We're on baby dad possibility in 15. <laughs> Welcome back, Tanya. And now at this point, when Tanya find out that this 15th nigga is not the father, and she go back crying, we're like, all right, Tanya, you're not like no offense, you're not even shocked no more. You just like <laughs> you just at this point, we just we just we just working through your phone book. Right, and the cameraman doing hundred yard dash, like just a lot of those moments all together. Bro, just, Maury, Maury got the most, got the most upfit cameraman ever, my nigga. Oh, well, listen, you want me to tell you what I love about what I love about Maury? On those, on those moments, or in those moments where the man is not the father, and the girl runs to the back, and the cameraman chases her, and then Maury runs to the back, people think that's Maury, like trying to go to the back to console this young woman because, you know, she might be, like, hurt or going through something. No, 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 no. Maury is on these niggas' side, bruh. Maury is running to the back because he like, hey, my nigga, I'm going to go back and console this bitch, bruh. Get your shine on for five minutes. Fuck it. And then he <laughs> runs to the back, bruh. Think about it. Think about it, bruh. He runs to the back and he leave the dude all alone with the studio audience. The dude out there crit walking and shit. We do it for all of this shit, my nigga. Maury do it for this shit, my nigga. This is his favorite shit, my nigga. People be thinking Maury is on the... You ever you ever notice? You ever notice that when Maury confirms that the person she... That the woman brought on the show is the father, and he, he the test results come in, and he and it confirms that they're the father, you ever notice that Maury is never excited to tell them that shit? <laughs> he get, bro, he delivered he deliver that shit monotone as fuck, bro. He be like... The maternity, the maternity results are in. Dre Varius, you are the father. And more, and then, and then, they, and then Maury just don't. You ever know, like Maury don't say nothing else. Like he does, uh, all he was asked to say every question. Like, okay, now that you know that this is a child, you know, what are you prepared to do to get the same answer? You know, I'm gonna take care of my responsibilities. But my nigga, on those glorious <laughs> episodes where a nigga is not the father. <laughs> Maury tell them that shit like it's the fucking price is right and they just want a new fucking car, bro. Maury come out. The paternity results are in. Draquandius, you are not the father. And then the fucking crowd explodes and shit like that. It's like Austin just showed up, my nigga. It's like, oh, God, that's why Fabius is music. That's why Fabius is music. It's the whole time, bro. Like, they. <laughs> <laughs> she be running around, the crowd be in the war, bruh. The crowd doing the fucking Arsenio Hall and shit. They made, bruh, every motherfuckers in the crowd with sides and shit. Hell yeah, my nigga, free, free Dre Various, my nigga. No, my nigga, why the fuck did y'all already have sides? Niggas <laughs> <laughs> in the front row, I knew that shit wasn't true. Free my nigga, bruh. <laughs> so, bro, listen, Maury, you ever notice, think about it, bro, when Maury get back to the dude, after he go fake control the girl in the back, bro, you ever notice that when he go back to talk to the dude, it's always like, it's like the moment after, like, the NBA championship, and they talking to the players who won, and, like, they all out of breath and shit, they like, Trey Perry's, how do you feel, you know, now that you find out, you know, that you're not the father, you more, more, you know, I just want to thank my whole hood, you know, I knew I could do it, my nigga. Let me tell you something, my nigga. I've been pulling out a long time, Maury. And, you know, I knew that bitch was lying. So, yeah, my nigga, I'm going to just continue to fuck with her sister, her mama, and her best friend, you know, with condoms because a nigga learned his lesson. Dre Marius, do you have anything you want to say out, the, out, out to the people? Anything's possible! Except for being a <laughs> And that's how the fucking Maury show goes, my nigga. That's why we love that shit, bro. <laughs> 
Hey, good, good breakdown. Good breakdown. Uh, while we are on shows, um, they announced the um they announced the show title Evil, which um which basically covers like the backstory of um the infamous heel turns in WWE. Um they have, I think it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be eight episodes. Um, John Cena ironically is hosting it, the one person that didn't turn heel in his prime, but that's kind of stupid, but okay. <laughs> but they, but they introduced to John Cena as a heel. Hmm? If I'm not mistaken, I feel like we got introduced to John Cena as a heel. Yeah, he started out as a heel, but like once he turned face, there was no going back. Oh yeah, my nigga, my nigga, you can't be a bad guy with shorts. <laughs> you can't, Maybe. you can't be a bad guy looking like you help everybody to their car at Home Depot. <laughs> right? They um. So they have um, episode one is going to be um, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. So it's going to basically talk about, you know, the NWO run that um, Hulk Hogan had. Um, episode two is The Miz. And it basically talks about how, you know, his whole heel run, which is still going on today. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the last time The Miz wasn't a heel. <laughs> right. I think, well, he started out as a face and then... I don't think he ever switched. Well, I take that back. I think he did switch to face to a face at some point, but it's all a blur. Yeah, bro. For most of his career, he was a heel. That I'm about to say, yeah, bro. I think he realized, like, damn, bro. One day, the Miz looked in the mirror and was like, damn, bro. I want to whoop my ass, bro. I need to <laughs> face again. Right. Episode three is Sasha Banks. Ooh. Which I thought was interesting because that's a I don't even remember that heel run or if there is one. Well, technically, technically her run with, with when she was like tag teamed up with Bailey when she first came back, that's a heel run. Um oh, technically she was the heel with her and Bianca Belair. And technically she was the heel with her and Becky Lynch, I want to say. Hmm. So she she you know what it is, bro. She bore, she, in my opinion, she's more of a, the way they have an anti-hero, she's like an anti-face to me. She's somebody that, in my opinion, there's just times where the crowd isn't booing her as a heel because they're cheering for her. Whatever it is that she does is still not necessarily face-worthy. Right. Yeah, episode Four is um the Brothers of Destruction, which shows um Undertaker and Kane's um evil duel run. Mm. Episode five, Randy Orton, which brings in which brings him to his um legend killer run. Um episode six is Stephanie McMahon. Episode seven is Ric Flair, and episode eight is Roman Reigns. Can I ask you something? Is this all on WWE Network? I think they said they're gonna um some of the episode. Well, yeah, it's gonna be on um on WWE Network on March twenty fourth, and they are gonna show some episodes on USA as well. Well, keep keep in mind this: if you have Peacock, then you have WWE Network because technically there really is no WWE Network. Yeah, it's just Peacock Network. essentially. Which was which, by the way, was brilliant by Peacock. Right. Yeah, so like the same place you can get like Bel Air is the same place you can get all the WWE like 
pay-per-view events. Yeah, because that's why I've been watching like my pay-per-views and shit. Yeah. And and honestly, if you got Xfinity, uh, when it, I think they give you Peacock Premium for free. Yeah, they do. I I got it. Yeah, they give. That's how I got it. Yeah. Love that free shit. While we are talking about um heels, Coop, did you see um did you see Edge? They changed the theme song and everything. I didn't see it, and let me tell you what's honest. Can, can I be real with you, bro? I, I fell into one of them slumps with wrestling recently where I just haven't had the urge to watch it. There's been enough that's happened that's just upset me to make me go, all right, bro, I'm kind of almost uninterested again. But I'm going to try to get back into it because I think Roman Reigns' championship run is really, really good, and that's worth watching. But there's a lot of other things that, one of which we're going to, I believe we're talking about tonight because it's on our docket, I believe. Right. And... If I'm keeping it honest, bro, I'm very unhappy with this. I'm unhappy with this version of Becky Lynch, to be honest with you, bro. Like, she's not, like, the way you lo- you kind of love to hate a heel, you don't love to hate her. You just fucking hate her. Like, I can't explain it, bro. I, 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 hate, I hate that. I feel like a lot of these dudes has been... Like getting in the in the ring and stuff like that got these like shitty gimmicks. I think some of these fucking storylines is just fucking poop awful. Like I've been trying to make my make myself like it, bro. I've been trying to make myself like it, and the, and AEW which has been giving me my wrestling fix. Unfortunately, AEW has so much raw talent in the bodies of people that don't look like they can actually do those things that it's hard to really sell those people doing it. Orange Cassidy is an amazing talent, but you don't actually believe he could go and be a world champion because of how he fucking looks. Right. <laughs> like that fucking character that Orange Cassidy came up with, that shit is fucking genius, bro. I'm going to just be the coolest motherfucker out here, never say shit, bro. And I'm so fucking cool that when we get in the ring and start wrestling, bro, I'm not taking my hands out my pockets because you a bitch-ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, yeah, that's that's legit. You ain't um, you ain't like when well, you ain't like when Thunder Rosa beat Doctor Britt Baker for the championship. I thought that was a pretty good match, bro. But but that's what I'm talking about. Bro. But that but look at us, we in AEW, bro. We looking at AEW. That's like like bro. Right now, us looking at AEW. And I, I, this is gonna sound fucked up. This is literally, bro, like us watching like N one basketball. And going like, oh, bro, I want to watch this than the NBA. Nigga, there was never a time that you wanted to watch the A1 over over NBA. But right now, it's like that because the NBA is fucking up, bro. It's right. fucking up. It's like, bro, like. Yeah, like a lot of the stuff in AEW is very like you watch it because you're watching a lot of people that you know you like. And it's just like. And I real and I realized this when I was like watching like the more people that go to AEW, it's just like bro. And I think we talked about this before, but it's so many people that's going over there. It's hard to like place them all. Almost. Bro, can I be honest with you, bro? I think Bianca Belair is going to leave. Huh. I wouldn't be surprised at that. I think Bianca Belair is going to is going to leave. I think Liv Morgan is going to leave. I think uh, what's her face? Uh, 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 the dude, the, the the chick that used to be the 
uh, leader of the stable with that had uh, Andreas in his his girl. Uh, her, whoever her name was. Like I think, and very soon, the next crippling blow that WWE is going to suffer is that they going to suffer a massive migration of the talent in their women's division. And they're just going to start in NXT first, and then it's going to creep over to the other shows. Because right now, bro, how many more, like, don't get me wrong, we all love her, but how many more to what times can y'all either A, give Charlotte the belt, or B, give Becky Lynch the belt? Becky, right. Lynch, Becky Lynch essentially had the belt, gave it up. Bianca Belair busted her ass to win it. They took it from her and just restored Becky Lynch's, like, title one, basically. That was still whack how they did that because, like, they didn't have her lose. It was, it was whack how they did it. was whack 24 how they seconds. And now, with this shit that we're probably about to talk to now, talk about pretty soon, they ultimately made it. So, honestly, bro, now that this shit is happening, bro, it's going to be very hard for them to write a convincing match where she gets the title back. Yeah. Everything is very, like, with the, with the women's division. And honestly, I still think that's like what's carrying, but it's very. GIFI with what they got going on, like the fact yeah. that they, the fact that they took like all of the like basically took took eight women and put them all in the same match, just in different tag teams in one match. Bruh. And Ronda Rousey is back, bro. And honestly, bro, I thought I would be like kind of like, oh, that would be cool. I I was the only person when she came in. I was like, bro, I don't think this shit is cool. <laughs> I don't. Like, I don't, <laughs> I think it like, bro, the stage was set, bro. The story wrote itself. The Royal Rumble happened. Bianca Belair wins. She goes on the red WrestleMania. She finally wins the title back from Becky Lynch, like how she should have never lost it, right? right? Like, we all knew that it was coming up. And, it, and not only did, was it the story we saw coming, it was, this, it was the obvious story that we all wanted. We didn't just see it coming. It wasn't just obvious. It was that we also wanted that storyline. It made more sense. There's nobody in their right mind that looks at Becky Lynch, looks at Bianca Belair, and says, yeah, this, this Irish girl can really beat up Bianca Belair in the ring. So it's already like hard enough for you to sell it. Right. Like, but honestly, but bro, honestly, that but that's why uh what's his name? Fucking um uh, Jack said, wow, I can't believe I forgot. But that's why Jack fucking said what he said. I don't think Vince does well when he has a champion that's a personal color. Because he doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to sell it. Like, no. like, yeah, like, like, those, like he benefited with The Rock because he didn't have to sell The Rock. The Rock was already a machine in motion. Yeah. Right. And and on top of that, The Rock is I hate to say it, but The Rock is kind of racially ambiguous. Yeah, people don't look at him and necessarily think that's a black guy. We do, but yeah. that—that's—but uh, that's also why he struggled with uh with with, with Bobby Lashley because Bobby La thats not Bobby Lashley's first title one. Every title one Bobby Lashley has has been weird, bro. But this yeah. most recent one was dope, and he didn't have to do anything. The Hurt Business had the bro. Listen, it was a five man, a five black man stable, and they were all champions. Like they were all. It was, it was what the it was what the nation was supposed to be. 
All he had to do was leave it alone. And not only did he stop it, he destroyed it. And we love the hurt business. Like they were, they were, they, they, they were perfect, bro. They were because of how they came on the scene, they were already heels. And they were heels that you loved and loved to hate. Like that thing I tell people, people, a lot of people can't do what Triple H did, bro. Triple H to me is the most hated, loved wrestler I've ever seen in my life, bro. Like he never had to go like really return to being like a face because he was just so dope at being a badass that it just fucking it just worked, bro. You love seeing Triple H go in there and fuck somebody up with that sledgehammer, catch somebody with that flying knee, and the fucking pedigree is a move that's that looked like it hurt and that shit mad disrespectful, bro. Right. Like, and on top of that, bro, he's fucking Triple H, bro. He's the fucking game. Like, everything about, like, he was just such a, like, bro, like, oh, my, <laughs> like, fuck you kind of character that it worked. But it's just, it's too, it's too, it's too much now, and it's too much bad, bro. Like, thank God you got Randy Orton to, that, that realistically, because Randy Orton is such an incredible talent, we will never get tired. You can just set any storyline and we will watch Randy Orton RKO any fucking body, bro. Vince McMahon could call me right now and tell him, uh, well, Cooper, we've got some, we got Randy Orton in a storyline with Jamal where he RKOs there a record 117 times over the course of the story arc. And I'm like, Vince, you fucking up. Make that shit 150 or nothing, bro. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. My mom can't fuck wrong with you. But, but here, here, here's where I'm at. Because while AEW is like somehow, some way, even with the plethora of WWE ex superstars climbing to their staples, if there's, if they don't get to the point, where they can rival WWE, like how WCW did during the Monday Night Wars, it doesn't matter what they do. Oh, bro, listen, they, right. they have there's a there's a simple solution to that, bro. And we we said it a few times, but AEW has to realize it. AEW needs to find their version of one of these two superstars. They either or three. They either need to find their version of Hulk Hogan, their version of Goldberg, or their version of, honestly, Degeneration X. And what I mean by that is either A, a homegrown face that's so beloved that it pierces, it pierces media, being a powerhouse that's such a dominant force that is known the world over throughout wrestling and other media, or being a group of radicals that's so radical and so counterculture that people love them, adore them, and even if you only bring them up because you fucking hate them and you can't stand them, they become transcendent. And, and add on to what and add on to what LQ said, like that's that's valid because if the same thing happened with TNA, like we I remember we got Kurt Angle, we got Booker T, we got Scott Steiner, we had all the former WWE acts, and it looked like it was about to be something, and then next thing you know, it's just 
folded. Either they people went back to they folded, people went back to WWE, people but, disappeared. Because they what, went to what, AEW, like, but it didn't work out the way they wanted. What, w, what WWE does better than any other wrestling brand is generate one of the three things I just said. Think about what you just said, bro. They had all these wrestlers going over to TNA, right? And the shit looked like it was going to be something. And then you know what stopped all that shit, bro? John fucking Cena. John Cena came on the scene, right? And became John Cena. And basically, John Cena is directly in the vein of Hulk Hogan. He, in fact, I would dare, I would go as far to say is that for a younger generation, he is their Hulk Hogan. And TNA couldn't do that. TNA couldn't do that because after a while, when the majority of your talent comes from essentially the NBA, all people want to do is go back to the source of that talent. And that's why they, that's why they need, like, that's why I tell people, like, WCW was dope because they had Goldberg. They had Raven Schwab. They had all the things you needed. They had two out of they three. Had, they, had Steve, they had They had uh, the NWO. Like, they had, they had hell, two they had the you, Right. But they had two of the three things you needed to make your brand pop. They had a powerhouse, a powerhouse superstar who was dominating everything, and they had a staple that was that was transcended immediate in the NWO. Like the NWO went so well that the other factions in WCW became known. And not to mention, they even had Hulk Hogan. They and they had Hulk Hogan, and more importantly. They did, they did, they did different. They had a, they, not only did they have the staple, but Hulk Hogan was now Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Now he was a fucking badass, bro. This old Hulk Hogan telling you to eat vegetables and drink milk. This Hulk Hogan wears shades and he'll fuck your bitch. <laughs> this Hulk Hogan hey. is like, my nigga, can you like, like, think about it, bro. Oh, bro, listen, let me tell you how, let me tell you how crazy. That Hulk Hogan, NWO Hollywood Hulk Hogan is, bro. NWO Hollywood Hulk Hogan is so cool. He's such a fucking badass, my nigga, that you forget for a second that that nigga Hulk bald as fuck underneath that fucking cancer do rag he used to wear. You do. So much, bro. Listen, niggas didn't even notice how that nigga had like the spray on five o'clock shadow. Hulk hair is clearly blonde, but all of a sudden, Hulk had this fucking clear, like, Black Rick Ross five o'clock shadow on his fucking face behind a blonde mustache. <laughs> like, think about it, bro. Hulk Hogan, like, bro, that Hulk Hogan, that I take it back, bro. That Hulk Hogan don't look like he was just fucking your bitch. That Hulk Hogan looked like he was getting pussy, bro. He was hanging. That's the Hulk Hogan that Hulk got with Lil Wayne. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yo. While we are, um, because I know we were supposed to, um get into it and this is why we had talked about um why we had mentioned bianca Belair in the first place because it's rumors they're saying that she's going to be out for an unspecified amount of time because of an injury by um by becky lynch they said she suffered a fractured hyoid bone as a result of the attack perpetrated by raw women's champion becky lynch Although she will not need surgery, she will be out of action for an unspecified amount of time as she recovers. And WrestleMania is in two weeks. And that's fucked up. 
Like we can we can sit here, we can debate the, the semantics, the details, bro. It's fucked up. It's fucked up because she deserves this title shot. She deserves to headline two WrestleManias. She deserves to win this title back, bro. And I can't help but feel like if if for an injury that she didn't need surgery for, we was like, hey, you want to hang you wrestle? She was like, damn right, I can wrestle. I'm gonna fuck this bitch up. Like I have never, bro. Listen. <laughs> I have never wanted somebody to get revenge so bad. Because <laughs> they disrespect him, bro. And as far as, and, and by that extension, while we want the subject, bro, they disrespecting the Street Profits too, bro. Y'all had a, that's a good tag team. Y'all took the belt from them. And now what it is, is y'all got them constantly losing the people that you can clearly beat, bro. Right. Uh, again, again, he doesn't do well with uh, champions when they're people of color. Bro, exactly. Bro, listen, and no disrespect to AEW, but I like them niggas a lot more than I like the fucking Young Bucks. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, bro. I hate that whole gimmick. Some niggas make me want to fight them in real life. No, you got to. You definitely got a good point. Like, it's and what they did. What they did with Biggie was like, aside from you know the broken neck thing, like they just like Biggie and Bobby Lashley, just as examples. Bobby Lashley is nowhere to be found due to a concussion. Big E, we don't even know if Bobby Lashley is going to be in WrestleMania. Big E, he, they moved him to SmackDown and just immediately made him mid-card and gave him the New Day music. Like, he ain't just have a, uh, he ain't had a run that he did. Bruh. So that's is very that all That all the, like... Black number one contenders is suddenly getting getting neck injuries for undisclosed amounts of time. What kind of shit is this? What the fuck kind of shit is Vince on, bro? Oh, bro, if you, bro, if you bro, black, real nigga shit. The title, I'm gonna break your fucking neck. Real, real nigga shit. I almost want this rumor of Shane bringing the WCW back to be true, and I want Shane to grab all the black people. Bro, if Bobby Lashley, Big E, and Bianca Belair became a stable, that shit would be hard as fuck. Right. But they gotta be some like dark shit. It can't be all fucking happy, bro. Because all that nigga beat Big E gotta do is basically beat his normal loud self, my nigga, and just fucking ad lib anything Bobby Lashley said, and that should have worked. Right. Because what do we consider the hurt business? Like Honestly, the overall bro, theme of the hurt business. Bruh. I the mean, I just considered them niggas that fucked you up. But that was the thing, bro. Because no one thinks, bro, I want you to name me 10 staples better than the Hurt Business. Current? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then not, not that many. Sorry. Even if I go back in time, I can't name 10 better than them. I can probably name so few, but I can't name 10 better than them. I mean, if we go back in time, we're going to give it to DX, of course. Mm -hmm. We're going to give it to the NWO, of course. Mm -hmm. We're going to give it to the Four Horsemen, of course. But it's like, when you like when you look at it, these are like worldly, wildly famous groups. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. Think about think about the people that we got the people we got to put over on. Basically, is like Hall of Fame, like OGs. Like, like, bro, they're way better than Right to Censor. 
They're they're better than um what's we call it the honestly they're better than the corporation. They're better than the ministry. They're better than the corporate. They're better than the corporate ministry. <laughs> the fucking corporate ministry, bro. Can I tell you something, my nigga? I want that shit to be a Jeezy album so bad, the corporate ministry, but he won't do it. And at this point, <laughs> at this point in his career, this will be the perfect time for him to do that. For him to do the corporate ministry. Yeah, <laughs> Please, bro. Listen, if Jeezy do the corporate ministry and the album cover is Jeezy on the front. With the Undertaker standing behind him and this man standing behind him, like the fucking, like the fucking only built for Cuban Links album, like the Iron Man album. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> I would kill for that, bro. Let's see, let's see fucking Jeezy with the snowman chain and behind him, fucking behind him, you see the Undertaker and the fucking polo hoodie. And behind next to him, you see this man doing the fucking, making the gun with his fingers, pointing dead at the camera, my nigga, with like 80 Cuban Links on him, nigga. Listen, it ain't too many albums I listen to at midnight these days, but that, I, I would have to make an exception for that. Bro, I'm listening to, bro, I'm pre-ordering that album, but I got half music. <laughs> nah, that 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 would be hard. But yeah, bro, because here's the thing, bro. The like they can swing another challenger to fill her place, but there's no one else we want to see, bro. And anything else they put in there, bro, it's going to be bad. And I feel bad because even if they go in there and they use Rita Ripley, who I like and is a is extremely talented wrestler, it's her, to, her winning the championship right now don't make sense. We all know she will be going in that match to fucking lose. Right. That's, that's what I meant, too, because, like, like, Behind like Bianca Belair, like, like, and, and then more importantly, y'all got people there that don't fucking work, bro, and y'all still shoving them down our throats, bro. Pause. Like, no offense, bro. Nikki Ash, bro. How many gimmicks y'all gonna give this girl before y'all realize, yo? No offense, bro. Nobody, nobody, no, no, no nobody's gonna buy in that that that, that, that you're Irish and like retarded and it gives you strength. Right, like the only thing that could really like the only way they would really probably like do that without having to you know go back and put in like put somebody else that's like on the active roster, they would have to bring somebody back, which would still not necessarily work out in their favor because we know they're not gonna win. Right, and that's the thing. What can I be honest with you? Who else like me is tired of seeing motherfuckers come back? Like a couple times, it was cool. But no offense, bro. I don't want to see Goldberg wrestle anymore, bro. It's a pain to watch him do. Right. I don't want to really see Brock Lesnar anymore. Hell, the best comeback y'all had recently, and I know this is fucked up, was Mickey James. Yeah, and that was only one time. Which is another thing. Speaking of comebacks. Oh shit. You <laughs> let's talk about how we haven't seen we saw Alexa Bliss one time at the chamber and never saw her again. Listen, bro, we saw Mickey James. We thought she was fine and shit back in the day. She came back. She was fine shit again. She got her ass whooped. And then we moved on, bro. We still trying to, bro, when, when, the, when the draft happened and everybody saw that name, everybody's like, what the fuck? <laughs> bro, it was like, there's a couple of names that have that. Every time they do the draft, every year when you do the draft, bro, it's always some names in there that you go, how the fuck is this person still an active wrestler? This yeah. Person, oh, and Mickey James is on 10 and on Impact Wrestling. Bro, I know, bro, listen. They had somebody up there. I forgot who it was, but I know for a fact that motherfucker was in the middle of a 10-year bid in jail. <laughs> and that nigga got drafted to SmackDown. <laughs> like, like, bro, no offense, bro. 
Also, why are we on the subject, Russ? Can I ask something, bro? Because mm. something real honest. Are we ever going to see Velveteen Dream again? No, probably not. Like, what the fuck happened there? Didn't he have like some kind of like allegations against him, and then like everything else just kind of fell short after that? Bro, listen, bro. No offense, no offense, no offense. I know that yes, all right, bro. I'm a, all right, Dennis. Go ahead and prepare. Go ahead and prepare the button for a hot, for the hot take and for the problematic. Like, I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> I'm gonna say some real shit. My nigga, learn from Deshaun Watson, my nigga. Until they put, until they got proof, my nigga, go ahead and push through. Listen, my nigga. All I know is, if I'm in the AFC North or West, I'm stressed the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It don't matter, bro. The NFL Undertaker is back. Word. <laughs> that nigga fucking that nigga that nigga big that nigga big Taker Brady. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, bro! And he not just back, bro. He he he. <laughs> See that that last version of Brady you got last season, bro. That was that was last ride motorcycle riding Undertaker, bro. Nah, my nigga. Now he now he back in the trench coat. Or yeah. I'll never forgive Undertaker for that shit. The fucking last ride. It was a fucking power bomb. Well, it was a it was a it was a power bomb. It was a power bomb. It, it was a power bomb. My nigga. What, what was the jackknife? What what was the jackknife? A power bomb. <laughs> oh no! So, so they, the they, bomb is a power bomb. They freaked that in listen, some way, though. Like, bro, bro, listen. The jackknife was just an I, elevated power bomb, my nigga. My nigga, if I take a my nigga, if I take an Oreo out the pack, move my shoulders all cool. And then dump that shit in milk, my nigga. I can't call that shit the fucking silk smooth. No, nigga, I dumped the fucking Oreo, my nigga. These niggas did power bombs because they fucking lazy, but they seven feet tall. Well, Batista sat down for his. All right, my bad. He lazy as fuck and seven feet tall. It was still the Batista bomb, my nigga. No, my nigga. It was a power bomb for a nigga that really, really, really wanted to rest his glutes. Well, if we doing that, then before the the stunner, there was what the cutter, or when did yeah, that happen? No, 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 no. The stunner and the cutter are different, bro. The it's RKO really and the cut, the RKO and the cutter are similar. The stunner involves a kick, and he sits down, and essentially it's like a guillotine for your neck. The cutter, my nigga, that nigga Diamond Dallas Page would jump all the way up in the air with your fucking while holding your face, my nigga, and then just fall. Like that shit. The fucking, the fucking diamond cutter was a beautiful move, my nigga. That's why we love the RKO so much because it's the diamond cutter. But dead ass serious, my nigga. I think the RKO is is it, all right, Coop. You're right. It's the same move, but for whatever reason. Randy Orton owns that shit, my nigga. Yeah, bro, bro because, listen. Because DDP was not hitting the diamond cutter from anywhere. I'm so Oh, nigga, not at all. Like, bro, listen, when we tell you what it is, my nigga, it's a classic, it's a classic example of you made it a hot line, I made it a hot song. Yeah, my nigga, we love the diamond cutter, my nigga. We loved it. But that nigga fucking Randy, that nigga Randy took the fucking RKO to fucking new heights, my nigga. Like, <laughs> bro, nigga. I, st- I still can- I gotta look at the tape so I can see what it is, bro. My favorite one is still Randy Starfish on the ground, the dude on the turnbuckle, 
He jumps off. Randy suddenly comes back to life, stands up, <laughs> and RKO's, RKO's this dude out of midair. Best shit ever. <laughs> that that that's the example like <laughs> and yeah that RKO was elite but that's that's an example of moving your shoulders and throwing the Oreo in the milk bro, exactly bro, bro listen if certain times a move is just done in a certain way and it might just have a little extra stank one like bro listen we have been seeing stone cold stunner people for years right my nigga remember the first time he stunned the fuck out of the rock so bad he did a backflip yeah, bro. It's so, I'm gonna tell you how how I knew that shit was was fucking epic, bro. It was so bad that when you went like because SmackDown and Raw was still like individual games at the time. When you went and played SmackDown and you did the stunner, you had like a regular stunner that you could do, and he would do it, bro, and stunner them, and they would just kind of like flip over onto their back. But then he would do like the the, the L one joint, bro, <laughs> and that L one joint, my nigga, had that funk on it. You would stutter that nigga in my nigga. You would stutter a nigga his spine off his body. <laughs> you would do the stutter, and the dude would fly back and do that same back that the rock did. <laughs> and do that and be Peter Griffin mangled in the corner, bro. As if this fucking stutter, as if this fucking stutter was being performed by, while he was like Super Saiyan or some shit. Another move we got to put in that Hall of Fame is definitely the Sweet Chin music, too. Yeah, bro, listen. That's, that's because there's never a good, uh, never a bad time for sweet chin music. And we bro, proved that, my nigga. Right, but what what was it? Because uh, they had it on Netflix, bro. They had um, they had this thing on Netflix called Raw's Top Fifty Finishers. Yeah, the finishers. And sweet chin music was on there. I promise you, sweet chin music was on there four times. Rightfully so. Like sweet chin music Bruh. and and the spear, bro. We watch we watched that shit with uh with fucking um a homeboy's girlfriend, um uh, Rachel. Shout out to Rachel, and who doesn't watch wrestling? <laughs> and when I say she was in that bitch cracking the fuck up with us, oh my god. No, nah, yeah, that's different. Even like wrestlers was make was making like the simplest wrestling moves, and I think we talked about this too. Like the atomic leg drop, the yeah. people's elbow, like the the most simplest moves and were took and made to be like this big elite thing that was like taking. Bro, it's it's just when you sell something, you sell it, my nigga. Yeah, and and the and the people's elbow. Was was literally just because you sold that nigga just sold. Yeah, the best thing, the best moments to me though be the no sales. Like my no, bro. Listen, we're not going to do the people's elbow like that. The people's (laughs) elbow was a was was a scientifically proven more powerful elbow. (laughs) Because he took his wristbands off. Yeah, bro. Because he took the wristbands off, and because of the finger thing, and because of the momentum buildup when he did that slow down wind up thing right before he dropped it. Because, bro, listen, that <laughs> the, the people's elbow hurt because it was emotionally powered. Legit. Same. I I, don't, I can't say the same thing about the atomic lead drop though. 
not honestly the Tom McGlade drop just looked like it's hurt because I think his leg is huge. Mm. But nah, yeah, we go. But nah, yeah, WrestleMania in two weeks. We'll see what we get. But I'm gonna be honest with you. I want everybody just admit admit this. Everybody gets to, who gets told WrestleMania is two weeks. Just be honest in your mind and in your heart. You just going so. <laughs> I'm still have watch night at the spot though, so we can. Uh, I'm we down, can bro. Watch. Listen, I told you, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm down, bro. But I'm not unrealistic, bro. I am not excited about this shit in the least bit. <laughs> bro, if y'all hold, if y'all doing uh, WrestleMania watch night in like two weeks or like a Saturday or something, hit me up. We can make it a thing. Oh yeah, we was gonna do the um the Sunday one because the Sunday one got better matches. Shit. So we, okay, fuck it. We can do it Sunday. Either way, I'm down. All right, bet. We'll, we'll I'll send the coordinates as times get as, as the time gets closer. But yeah, we can all watch this train wreck together. Hopefully, bro. This shit, bro. This shit is going to be bad, bro. This is going to be bad. This is going to be bad and sad, bro. This is like, this is like if we kept showing up to an orphanage right as a group of parents decided they didn't want the kid, but and that's only when we showed up. I do want to see Pat McAfee wrestle though. I ain't gonna lie. Like it's, it's it's stuff I it's stuff I do want to see, bro. I don't. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you like not even the big things. I'm gonna tell you several small things I hate right now in in the WWE. I hate I hate Rey Mysterio's son. Fuck it, there it is. I said it. I fucking hate, I fucking hate Dominic, bro. That nigga is right now. That nigga is the Krillin of wrestling, bro. He keep coming in the ring with his fucking hopes and dreams, and they keep whooping his ass. Bro. And I and every time, bro, somebody new give him an ass whooping, bro, I fucking clap slowly through the whole ass whooping. They had to stop doing it to race, so they <laughs> pretty much, bro. Listen, my guy, I know why. I know why you hate Rey Mysterio's son. Yes, bro. And that's exactly why, bro. Listen, listen. That that says it all, right there, bro. What's yeah, that, that one nigga's name? Uh, uh, Tyrus or uh, oh, I can't remember his two name. Now he don't even wrestle like that no more. He big as fuck, strong as he used to wrestle, but now he always on the mic. Mm. Uh, Tyrus, Tyrus, Titus O'Neil, Titus O'Neil. I think Black Ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that nigga. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. I hate that nigga too. I hate that t- nigga too. You want me to tell you why I hate that nigga, bro? Because he's not that great on the mic. And every time they bring up Titus O'Neil, all they want to do is talk about what he did in the community, bro. This is fucking wrestling, my nigga. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you my nigga. If I want to know about the great things that, that nigga did in the community, my nigga, we got apps for that. <laughs> The only thing I remember about him wrestling was him doing that hoo, 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 in the ring. My nigga, I hate Dewdrop. That's valid. Like, I fucking hate Dewdrop, bro. Listen, bro, the other th- cool thing about wrestling, my nigga, wrestling used to be a thing, bro, that it made you go like, yo, my nigga, I'm going to go in the gym and I'm going to look like this nigga. And if I'm getting bullied now, once I look like this nigga, I'm coming back to whoop some ass, nigga. But now, my nigga, they do this thing in wrestling where I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I don't care if this is body shaming. They letting anybody fucking wrestle, my nigga. And it's, it's got to fucking stop. And that's and not just, and it's crazy because Dewdrop is talent as far as like her gimmick and everything. She's very talented. But I hate watching her wrestle. I do. 
I hate watching. I hate watching the wrestle. I hate. I hate the fact that now, bro, you can't even like have provocative like WWE like you used to, which was awesome. And I don't care. I don't care how much people hated how how the women were being objectified. Those fucking women back then they were fucking awesome. But in lieu of that, you've got more talented wrestlers in the women's division, and that's cool. But if y'all don't stop hiring these bum-ass niggas, like if y'all don't stop hiring these bum-ass niggas, like, bro, who's one, bro? I ain't gonna hold you, bro. I hate, I hate that nigga Corbin now because that nigga's happy Corbin. Oh, I skip his matches all the time. Bro, I hate that nigga. I hate his, I hate his fucking do-boy that's with him now. Matt Kepmos. Bro, listen. I I hate what they did to Sheamus. I hate what they did to Drew McIntyre. Yeah, that that's always been like the low part of like SmackDown to me, bro. I just I got I got high hopes for this. Edge versus AJ Styles match though. I don't <laughs> really. Oh no. It... Can I be honest with you, bro? Can I can I be honest with you, bro? And I don't care who don't like it. There's not a single part of the essence, the carbon-based material, or the physical structure that is this nigga Coop that believes that this nigga AJ Styles would ever lose to Edge. I personally think that they should just let match go like the really go where they get in the ring and this nigga fucking AJ Styles just beat that nigga Edge unfucking mercifully for an hour. That look like what they setting up for. I hope it's exact, bro. Listen, can I tell you something, bro? Remember, bro. Remember Wayne? Do you remember that year that Notre Dame went to the national championship against Alabama? Oh, and everybody and everybody was like, Notre Dame's gonna win. And, me and, and was like, exactly, me my nigga. Was and like, I was the only nigga watching? out there like, my nigga, not only do I think Notre Dame is going to lose, my nigga, I want a fucking bloodbath sacrifice, my nigga. Yeah. I want, the, I want, me, I want after this game. like, have y'all been watching football all Exactly. Season? What is wrong with y'all? He's like, yeah, man, Notre Dame. No, nigga. Not only did I want Alabama, listen, and I very rarely root for Alabama, but I was hoping Nick Same, I hoped Nick Samey did something, went out in the field, bro, and did something that he had to go get, get, get talk to Catholic priest about afterwards, bro, for a fucking confessional. Yes, Father. I told my entire defense to destroy <laughs> the other the other team's offense every single play. I didn't even I didn't even tell them what coverage to be in. I just said kill somebody. Every mm-hmm. single play, and that's what right. I wanted, bro. I was Real, not real, like, oh, realistically. Gonna... What me and Coop wanted was for Nick Saban to go out there and channel the ghost of fucking Steve Spurrier. Yup, they have a defense. <laughs> they should have stopped. They him. have to stop him. <laughs> like that's what we wanted to happen, and that's exactly what I want to happen in this match, my nigga. I want that nigga, bro. Listen, I want this match to look like. Edge stepped in the ring, and then right at the last minute, bro, they told that nigga he was gonna fight Goku. 
That's what I want, bro. I want, like, I want this match to be over, bro. I want Edge on the stretcher, bro. I want AJ in the middle of the ring with his fucking arms out, my nigga, fucking laughing and shit, my nigga. I want lightning to strike. I want thunder to roll. I want, I want AJ Styles to do something so bad to Edge in this match that you just know for a fact, like, yeah, bro, you're not getting into heaven for that one, bro. Yeah, I was going to say, Edge it, it is, it is already pretty fragile. Bruh, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? As far as like wrestling goes, not in real life, because you know that nigga got a family and everything. But that's exactly what I want them to fucking play on. How fast my nigga, I want this shit to my nigga. I want this shit to be a fucking a fucking cracker against a Glock. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, safe to say you root for AJ Styles all the way. Uh my nigga, one, if anybody who knows me knows I fucks with the phenomenal one, my nigga. <laughs> outside of that, my outside of that, because that's because that's a person that I believe, my nigga, they if they wanted to run through a couple like title runs with, people would love that. But they shitting on my nigga AJ Styles because they hate him because his fucking hair is gorgeous. Anyway, <laughs> this nigga Edge, I can't stand, bro. One, my nigga, I'm gonna tell you something, bro. I'm gonna tell you some real shit, my nigga. One, that nigga Edge looked dirty, bro. That nigga had had the same five o'clock shadow for fucking twenty five years, bro. All right. All right, and we know that nigga got 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 money. Number two, my nigga, no offense, bro. The comeback story was amazing, and he's had some amazing matches since then. He really has had some amazing matches since then. But honestly, my nigga, if this nigga get one more fucking title shot, if this nigga walk his dumb ass down the ramp one more time and use some stupid stipulation, yeah, guys, you know. Basically, you know, that night we were supposed I was supposed to get my title shot. I was in the bathroom because I had the shits, so I never came out. And they let someone else do the match before instead of me, and that person lost. So basically, if so fact though, because of my doo-doo, I didn't get a title shot. <laughs> bruh, and I'm fucking over it, bruh. I hope that he, bruh, listen, I hope listen, <laughs> there was a match one time, bruh, between uh Kurt Angle and uh I want to say it might have been Chris Jericho or Ken Shamrock. And basically, it was one of them, like, who could get more pinfalls joints. So the match starts, and this thing of Kurt Angle just picks up a chair and fucking breaks that shit across that thing of Chris Benoit shit, right? <laughs> and then, because of that, he got disqualified, and he lost, he lost, he lost you know, that that particular round. Then because that nigga pit, that nigga Chris Benoit was on the ground fucking hemorrhaging for twenty minutes, that nigga Kurt Angle just pinned him five more times and ran and won, won the match. <laughs> and that's what I hope happens here, bro. I hope they get in the ring, and I, I hope the ding you hear isn't actually the dude hitting the bell. I hope it's AJ Styles hitting this nigga Edge with the fucking bell, and that shit just hit him so hard that the shit sound like the match started. Mm. And Edge on his heel run, so you probably gonna hate him even more, bro. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I will put it this way, nigga. I I hope that I hope that nigga AJ Styles puts the last ride on that nigga. <laughs> not the jackknife for the Batista bomb. Not the jackknife. Not, not not the jackknife. But I will also settle for the Batista bomb. Mm. As long as long as he do that shit through a table. <laughs> Which, by the way, based on how the Batista bomb works, technically, that nigga owe Bubba Ray Dudley a Father's Day card. Dang, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, exactly, my nigga. That nigga, that nigga Batista bomb old, old ass May like 30 times through a table. <laughs> um, um, 
Closing thoughts. Uh yeah, man. Uh I guess I'll go. So I've been having a a crisis of consciousness uh lately. Well, not lately, but recently. So in my neighborhood, there are three dogs out here. I have one. Uh, the house across from me has one, and the house to the left of me has one. Uh, they have two, actually. Uh, my dog is innocent in this case, but apparently the, do- the house to the left of me, the house to the front of me, these two went out and played tug of war with another neighbor's pet rabbit. Hmm. they have since found the body of the pet rabbit <laughs> sorry my bad that's not supposed to be funny <laughs> <laughs> it's not supposed to be funny you made and... that pet rabbit sound like it was JonBenet Ramsey <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they want to know who owns the dogs I want to tell them, but unfortunately, there's no snitch in my blood. I've even seen their Facebook posts, and in their Facebook posts, there's also a $200 reward. Again, no snitch in my blood. Okay. So, what if that 200 turned into 1,000? Oh, I'm snitching. <laughs> yeah, my, that was about to be my question. Like, what's your price? Like, are we saying all right? Is it right now that's to say we 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 not snitching because you because you not cheap? <laughs> you are gonna have to pay for these verses. <laughs> Yesterday's price is not it's today's not price. price. <laughs> See, <laughs> so that that's where I'm at with it. So, oh, uh, as always, be prayerful, be patient, do not panic. LQ I'm out. So my hot take today comes from my from, from, from some work experiences. So as I've probably told y'all here a couple times that you know the place where I work, I, there's a there's a old, the ratio of women to men is like staggering. Like it's a old, it's a lot of women, it's a few men. And that's actually not what I'm getting. At. The reason why I'm getting that is, and this is going to be part of the question. I don't sometimes understand the pettiness that exists in the workplace between superiors and their subordinates. And this is from a general standpoint. I've noticed this in my workplace. So my leadership team is all female, right? All female, all minority. Every person who has complained about them, they fired. Every person who has gone to HR about them still has a job, but you notice things that seem like a person is going out of their way to make things difficult for a person. Other people have up and quit because they can't tolerate working under these people. And we can get into the whole thing about, you know, my favorite words, accountability and all that. But the real thing I want to get here and here, bro, and this is just not just for the people in this situation, but this is for any of y'all out there that's a part of a similar situation. What is it that makes you think that doing all this hateful, petty shit is going to do something good for you? 
because it's beyond me. Even if I don't particularly care for a person, I that most of that will make me do is make me not deal with the person. Their success, whether pass, fail, whatever their endeavors are, that's on them. And while I may not want to be a part of what makes them successful, I don't go around wanting or trying to manufacture negative things to happen to them. And so if you're doing that, if you know you're going around and you're harboring like a certain kind of hatred to a person that probably hasn't done anything to you, maybe you're, you're, you're just like this person is actually rude in a jealousy if you take a step back. But that shit is just no place for that shit. And the real reason, the real damage I see it at is while it's in the per- my workplace on a small scale, I apply it to large scale race, culture, things like that. And I look at that and I was like, you know what? I know people like that in my culture and in my community. You don't want nothing good for anybody around you. And you act like sabotaging and being a malevolent energy in that person's life is somehow going to translate to good things for you. No, the fuck is not. And you a piece of shit. Other than that, man, everything is bad for you nowadays. Drink your water. Be safe. It's on you, Dennis. All right, y'all. Great part, as I always say. Um, thank y'all for, you know, coming through for us to drop another banger. Uh, as I always say, you know, keep your mental health in check. Check on your people. Um, make sure they're good. And not only, you know, make sure that the people around you are good, you know, tell you tell yourself something good, too. Like, don't matter what it is, really, just, you know, I'm not saying be all toxic positivity about it, because that is a thing. But, you know, just work on, you know, giving yourself something to look forward to, because sometimes we get in the way of what's going on in the present and I too have been have been guilty of the same thing, you know, of kind of just like like staying in the prison, not really just, you know, looking for what well, there obviously there are things that I, I do look forward to, but it's just more so of um you can easily lose yourself in the present if you're too invested. Because sometimes, you know, you can have things happen to where you're not looking forward at the same time as you are in the prison and sometimes that sometimes that energy can consume you i don't know if it's the same for everybody all across the board but i know for me is there are times where it's been like that so you know um tell yourself something good um give yourself something to look forward to whether it's anything that you want to do whether it's anything that you want to accomplish um feel free to you know i think the best thing to do is write it down um make a plan and while we don't all have the same you know while you know time can be different for a lot of people you know it wouldn't hurt to have that time particularly to try to make to make some things happen and make some life changes where they can they can be changed because that's important too you know be the change that you want to see in the world and with that being said catch us on spotify apple google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts at our heart stitcher i'm not sure if i said stitcher already but remember when you touch that dial like rate review share worship worship and like that we out peace peace
You are a hater, hater bear.